Welcome to DLS Central. All right, what's good? Hope everybody's doing well. Uh, a big time week in the NBA. A lot of good matchups. Uh, unlike last week, it was kind of sad, but this week it was, the matchups were a lot better. Um, and we're getting closer uh, to playoff time. So um, December usually separates the men from the boys. And I am so proud, so happy to say that the Cleveland Browns are nine and three. That's right. <laughs> All the sound effects. And so it's they're they're nine and three. Like this hasn't happened in a long time. And so we we have a lot to celebrate, a lot to cheer for. I didn't think we were gonna beat Tennessee. So we beat Tennessee 41 to 35. Um, we put up 41 points. Like when I look at the the scores, like the that we've put up this season, it's been really eye opening and mind blowing because generally that that doesn't happen with our Browns team. I mean, we don't we barely put up 20 points, <laughs> let alone 41 points. I mean, that's just awesome. And we've had a couple of games. We we've had a couple of games where we scored in in high numbers and and that's impressive. That's what I'm pleased about uh, with my with my Cleveland Browns. And so and they they got revenge because last year we played the Titans right out the gate and everybody was talking. Oh, the Browns are about to go uh, to the playoffs. They about to win the Super Bowl, and the Titans proceeded to punch us right in the mouth, and it really defined our season. And it, it just took a lot of the wind out of our sails. And yes, we didn't have a terrible record, but from what we were touted to have, it. It really fell short of things. So this year, even without Odell, um, we're we're playing great. I mean, we're we're using the we've got a really good running game, and we're making sensible passes. Now, this to me, this I think this was Baker's best game all season. The man had four touchdowns. He went twenty five for thirty three, had three hundred and thirty four yards passing. He spread the ball around. I mean, he had a great game. Um, the score shouldn't be as close as it was because when you look at it, they scored 38 points in the in the first half. And then they let Tennessee score 28 points in the second half um, and they only scored three. But they had a very dominant first half. Now, their defense, that's what's going to be a problem because. For them, it's it's egregious for the Browns to give up 28 points in the second half. You have them. You're dominating them to let them back in the game and give them a situation where they could potentially take the take the lead. It's just that that's egregious. And if even though we won, even though we're nine and three, I'm having a stern talk with the defense. Like, look. When we're playing like this, we need you to hold down the fort. We need you to be dominant. We need you to to 
to not allow the other team to get back in the game. So that that's what if I was the head coach, I'm really getting on my defensive, my 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 team, my defense. Like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> they should not have. We, we dominated this game. They should not have 35 points. It just it shouldn't happen, especially if they shut down Derrick Henry. You don't let Ryan Tannehill run free. The man had three touchdowns. So that that's something that they have to shore up. Uh, it because this game should have been a blowout. But I'm proud of my Browns. They're nine and three. And this actually this actually sets them up um to look even better because they're nine and three now. Then week fourteen they they're playing uh the Ravens. Now Ravens are a tougher test. They're seven and five. That's a division game. That could that game could I didn't count this as a Browns win because the Ravens, they have weapons. And if Lamar's playing, uh, that could pose issues for, especially for our defense. If we just going to give up <laughs> 28 points and, 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 uh, and second halves and stuff, um, I would be concerned about that. But if we can do the same thing to the Ravens that we did to the Titans, uh, then that really shows that we're legit. We proved that we're legit by beating the Titans. Um, but, if we can beat the Ravens, that would say a lot about our football team. But I actually I don't have them winning this game. So if you they're looking at nine and four week fourteen, then you go week fifteen, and they would uh, they would be playing the Giants. Now to me, they should be able to beat the Giants, um, but the Giants just beat the Seahawks. So. It's like, I don't know. The Giants seem like they are motivated, which is scary uh, because they, they sense that they have a chance to get the division. And, and what I've said to you last week, if the Giants if the Giants sense that they have opportunity, then they'll start playing well. That's just that's just how the Giants are. Um, they play well when there's something to play for. So it'll be an interesting game. But I have the Browns winning that one. So you're looking at 10 and four. Uh, for Cleveland, and then you go week 16, they got to play, who are they playing? They got to play the Jets. They can beat the Jets. Jets are 0-12. They might be 0-14 by the time they play the Browns. Browns, they they better not lose to the Jets. I mean, it would be so Brownsy for them to lose to the Jets because it's just, it's it's what Cleveland would do. Um, but that one, that game, I'm looking. They would be looking at uh, potentially like eleven and four, and so and then you have the showdown between the Browns and the Steelers. Steelers are eleven and one. We're gonna talk about that in a second, but uh, that game could go either way. If the Browns win, then they're they're twelve and four. Uh, if the Browns lose, they'd be eleven and five. But I mean, I would think that's still good enough to to uh, get a wild card. I mean, to me, they've 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 seriously overachieved this year, and I'm I'm proud of my Browns, and I'm I'm really happy because when you when you go back and you look at them being zero and sixteen, it wasn't looking good. It 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 made you wonder if they would ever, uh, you know, be good. But again, just the NFL is unpredictable, so I'm proud of my Browns, and they they got another tough test uh, this upcoming Sunday against Baltimore. But I, I think they'll be game for it because playing a tough team like Tennessee, 
that that I think they showed their heart, and so they're gonna they're gonna carry that momentum, and they're gonna play with that same toughness. They're gonna need it against the the Ravens. So we go from there to a total upset with Pittsburgh beating Washington. I mean, with Pittsburgh losing to Washington, twenty three to seventeen. Um, again, I think with Pittsburgh, it was bound to happen one of these games because they've been pulling. <laughs> They've been pulling some of these victories out of their behind. Like, I mean, the some of those games, it came down to the wire. And and when you look at the the inconsistency in which they played um in some of these some of these games, when you look and it's like, oh wow, the Steelers actually won that. Um it's they haven't been dominating these games that they're winning. They were eleven and oh, but they it wasn't a dominant 11, 11 and 0. It was in most cases. It was like, hey, they had some grind outs. They had some tough games against Baltimore, tough games against against Tennessee and other teams, and but they just came out on top. But this time they played Washington and they couldn't do it. And what surprised me was I just didn't feel like Washington. I mean, yeah, they. They're in that NFC East, and so everybody's a contender uh, because everybody's record's so bad. Um, but I didn't, I didn't think that they were going to come out and and play that hard against Pittsburgh. And I don't think Pittsburgh recognized that either. But Washington, they they came out and they gave them all that they could handle. Alex Smith played with toughness, and it, it's a shame um, that. That Pittsburgh, they went out to, they they beat all the tough teams, but then they lose to a a, a game Washington football team. <laughs> um, so that's that. That if you're a Washington fan, that's something to at least smile about for a a tough season uh, in a rough division, and you don't have a a. Uh, a real sports name, and so, but at least that's that's one of those things where you can say, "Hey, at least we stopped the Steelers from going undefeated in the season." You know that they, they'll that's something to smile about for them. So that was that was interesting. I know Tomlin was really upset, <laughs> especially his receivers. Uh, but again, I, I agree with them. You got to catch the ball. You got to catch the ball. It, it it's just it's period. You you can't mismanage things you can't look uh, miss opportunities so good win for washington now new orleans they um they figured out a way to get past atlanta it was a it was a tight game tough game but Taysom hill i gotta admit Taysom hill's doing doing pretty good <laughs> he's a good backup i and he's actually he's actually making a case uh that 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 he could actually do some damage with other teams. I think if you're Taysom Hill, um, you you stay in New Orleans. I wouldn't want to get. I wouldn't if I was him. I wouldn't want to get traded because I mean, how long is Drew Brees going to play? I, I don't think he's going to play that much longer. So you you've kind of got a kind of got a situation where you can just mesh right in. You know the offense. Um, you're familiar with everything. I would stay. I wouldn't if if somebody was trying to offer me money um to go somewhere else, I wouldn't take it because when you look at the at the track record of the quarterbacks that did go to 
other teams, you know, when they were backups, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't work out more than it does work out. And, and to me it's, yeah, and and even if it does work out, it's like the success is small. When you look at Jimmy G, Jimmy G went to San Francisco and they looked good for a while, and then, but because of his injury proneness, and then when he finally did come back, now they're talking about oh, and he didn't have necessarily the best of seasons. Now they're like oh, Jimmy G needs to needs to get traded back to New England. I mean, it's like. <laughs> There's such a short memory in the NFL, and I, I personally think that Taysom Hill, he would actually do better if he stayed in New Orleans. Um, not that there's any talk of of him being traded right now, but I can just I can see it automatically happening because he's he's having some good games. He's actually not messing up things. He's keeping New Orleans relevant and winning. There's going to be some phone calls after the season is over uh, of teams asking for Taysom Hill, like because a lot of teams, a lot of teams need quarterbacks. So <laughs> he's he's going to get offers. That's, that's all I'm saying. But if I was him, I'd stay in New Orleans. I think he's got a good spot. And, um, you know, Matt Ryan and, and those boys, they they just couldn't get over the hump. And it really didn't produce uh, much of anything offensively. So um, I think that's what really what really messed them up. But the game was there for them. They just couldn't you just couldn't overcome New Orleans in the end. So they're four and eight. It's not a good season for Atlanta. Um, and especially when you look at all the weapons that they have, it's 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 a um, it's a tragedy to see where Atlanta sits in terms of their record with all the talent that they have and at least on offense. But to me, they, they, they may need to establish a new identity um, because being four and eight, it, it, it says a lot, especially in that division. And I mean, and they may have to, to start over. I know it's it's a foolish thing. It might be a foolish thing to say. I don't know. Some people might get at me on this, but they may have to think about trading Julio Jones. I mean, because it's you're you're not you're not really going anywhere with him. Um, yes, he's he's a awesome you know wide receiver and talent, but they I think they need to rebuild. They need to establish a new identity, and so. They may want to deal either Julio Jones or Matt Ryan. I uh, think one of them might need a change of scenery. Uh, so that that that's my two cents on that. Now, in a in another kind of like weird game with Detroit, whenever Detroit plays Chicago, it's always weird. <laughs> it's always tough. It's always weird, and and cra- and it always has a crazy ending, and. Of course, this time I'm just glad that the Lions were on the winning end of it because Chicago has dealt Detroit so many heartbreaks. Um, I mean, I'm still mad over the 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 catch no catch that uh, that they kind of screwed the Lions out of a win over with what they did uh, to Calvin Johnson. Oh, it wasn't a catch because you know it was it was clearly a catch. Everybody knew it was a catch. Everybody knew the Lions won that game. But because they're in Chicago, I just think that they 
there was some home cooking. <laughs> Everybody knew that was a catch. But uh, I know that was years ago. But still, I'm still mad about it. But th- I'm just glad the Lions were able to to win this game. I mean, Matt Stafford, he balled out. Um, and he put 402 yards on the Bears. And, and AP had two TDs. He he was he was a he was more AP like in this game and they had a you know they they had a big time uh you know game from their wide receivers and and they were they were able to mount a comeback um so I'm glad about that uh, Bears I just I just feel for Bears fans I mean they're really in a in a tough spot as a team I mean with because. As long as their offense is is not necessarily great, they're they're always going to be middle of the road. It's like there has to be something that they can do to to bolster and and, and pick up their their prospects. It's like they're good on defense, but when it comes to offense, I don't know what kind of scouting that to to me that's where you have to look it's like who are you scouting on offense (laughs) what what like maybe you need to change your offensive philosophy because whatever you're doing it is not working but I'm just glad Detroit won this game uh, because it's a game generally that they lose so uh, it was it was refreshing to see them come out on the winning end Uh, right and we'll be right back with more sports talk Hi, everybody. Damon here, and I'm happy to announce the release of my eighth book, Simon vs. Peter, moving from instability to stability. When Simon met Jesus, his life and his name changed. By calling him to be Peter, Jesus set a war over identity in motion on the inside of him that would play out all in the four Gospels. Jesus has done the same with us. This book is for anyone who wants keys to overcoming the instability in their life and becoming the stable person God called us to be. If you'd like to pick up a copy of this book, uh, you can find it on Amazon and you can also find it on my website, which is smithbooks77.square.site. Pick up great literature today. Welcome back. Welcome back. And so now uh, the next game that happened on week 13, we're going to talk about is the Rams. Uh, They took care of business against the Cardinals. To me, this was this was a game that the Rams needed um, to keep them alive um, and, you know, and and just, you know, keep things going in their direction to where they can get moved towards the playoffs. They needed to beat uh, the Cardinals. And they needed to look more Ramsey. I mean, it's just been there. <laughs> this hasn't really been, I think, the best season for them. I mean, yes, their record is eight and four, but it's just it's a they're at a weird eight and four uh, right now. So I think that this was a game the Rams uh, truly needed, and and 
it kind of, I think, got them back in the proper mindset that they need to to possess um, as the the postseason approaches. So that was that was a good game for the Rams. And then we look at the at the Giants. Now, the Giants, they come into this game again, like everybody in the NFC East. They're trying to wake up. They're trying to wake up. They they see uh, opportunities available. And so uh, you've got the Giants there, five and seven now. Um, the who, There's another team that's right. Washington's five and seven now. So, I mean, Dallas is three and nine. So I think Dallas is out of camp. I think we can scratch Dallas off. <laughs> Dallas is not making the playoffs at this point. It's just they're, they're done. But, I mean, Washington is... Washington and, and uh, New York are really fighting right now, and so and, and it looks and it looks pretty interesting. But this is the this is the time where those those teams do try to rally and and come on. Um, Philly, they're not really doing anything. I think they're they're in the same boat as the Giants. But it's now it's it's really a two team. Uh, race in the NFC East now and so that's uh the Giants and the and the uh the Washington football team but the Giants did themselves like they made themselves look good by beating the Seahawks Seahawks they just haven't played good football like I like Russell Wilson but I think the because he doesn't have the protection that he needs he has to do he has to do too much scrambling. Like he's out there running for his life and he's making bad decisions this year. Um, I think that last year he wasn't making, it's like he was, he's always had to run for his life in a sense because they've never really blocked for him well, but he's just making bad decisions this year. He's not, he's not uh, playing the way he, the way we're accustomed uh, to Russell Wilson playing. And, I mean, he looked like an MVP contender early, but as the season is wearing on, it's just it, he's really um, kind of losing his grip on things a little bit. I mean, he still he still keeps Seah- the Seahawks in the game, but I mean, they just I think because Seattle has so many holes uh, that they need to shore up, he just he can't overcome that all the time and he has to do too much and then that's that's when you make the mistakes but the giants i mean they they're they're coming on they did enough to win i mean it wasn't a pretty game but for them to score 17 points in the second half um says something about just their their the spirit that they have they they sense an opportunity and when the Giants, when the New York Giants historically sense the opportunity, they actually play better. They play better as the season uh, progresses. They look like they may look like garbage early, but when they see an opportunity, they 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 tighten up. And now we're seeing uh, the Giants uh, really try to pour it on and and get a playoff berth um, because again, it's. It's between them and Washington. They have the same record. And as bad as the season has been for the Giants, there's opportunity for them to make the playoffs. And you know when you get to the playoffs, 
you basically kind of start all over. It's like regardless of how the season went, um, you you start with a clean slate and 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 the playoff team, like playoff giants, are a lot tougher than uh, regular season giants. So we'll see what happens. Now Green Bay, we know Green Bay is making the playoffs. Like no one's, they're gonna win their division <laughs> because no one else in that division is it can challenge them. And I think they're going to be formidable in the playoffs. Um, Aaron Rodgers is, is tough, and you know he he can put it together. I'm not worried about the Green Bay's uh, offense. I guess I'm worried about their defense because they've the in the games that they've played, they can they put up big numbers. They've been in the 30s. They've been in the in the in the 40s a lot, but. It's just their uh, the teams that they're playing against have been able to score on them, and so I think if Green Bay wants to really be hardcore challengers and Super Bowl contenders, they have to shore up some of that defensive stuff. Um, but they they can put up points on offense and they make it look easy, and so that that's Green Bay and uh, they took it they they knocked Philly down a little bit and, and then Carson Wentz gets gets benched. But I mean it, and it makes sense. He's had a a very dismal season, and so at at some point you have to get sat down. They put Jalen Hurts in there. I mean, and Hurts had a TD and an interception, uh, yeah, one hundred nine yards passing. But um, I know some people were protesting. Oh, he doesn't need to be out there. But I mean, you might as well give him a shot. It's not like you're. <laughs> It's not like you're going to make the playoffs. It's not like you're winning anything this year. Uh, you know, get some other guys some reps. Shut Wentz down and help him get his head together. Uh, let it and 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 basically what you do when you bench a guy like Carson Wentz, you're basically telling him, "Hey, you have to earn it now." Like you, we had expectations for you, and you ruined those expectations. And so uh, we we're not trading you. Just yet, or it's like, well, we can't trade you, but it's like, what for us to be able to bench you? That that says something about um, his his value to the team, and he's got to shape up and sure up. And so now, when he's competing for that quarterback spot, it's not going to be a given anymore. And who knows? In the off season, they may deal him uh, because he just is not working out in Philly anymore. And Philly's in a position where they're back to needing a quarterback. So it's just, it's uh, they're they're among the other the other teams that do that need one. Now, when you shift to New England and the Chargers, I mean, I don't know what happened to. I mean, at least the Chargers have been competitive. <laughs> this year, but they got 45 points put up on them and they did not score a touchdown. They didn't score anything. They lost 45 to nothing. This has probably got to be the worst loss of the season for any team to get routed like that, to, to get blanked. And to me, that's another testament of a a Chargers team that just they don't they they they're not good but they're not bad either. It's just they're again they're they've been middle of the road for a long time. 
So it's it's a shame for them to put up a goose egg. I mean, they scored more point. They scored uh, the same amount of points as I did, <laughs> which is not good. But it was a good win for the Patriots. I think the Patriots needed uh, a win like that. Um, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but they needed a victory like that just to feel good about themselves. I mean, Cam, he didn't have a he didn't have a great game, but he didn't do anything to to put the game in jeopardy. He had 69 yards passing. He really beat uh, the team with his feet today. He had two touchdowns, uh, you know, running it in. So uh, that was it was while it was a good game. I mean, come on, Cam. Come on, dude. I just I, I really do think he's one and done in New England is he he's not the same guy. And I know, oh, he's hurt, but I mean, if if you sign Cam Newton, you expect great, you know, you accept great things to happen, but it's just not working. Maybe he's not a great quarter. Maybe he's not great anymore. And I think that's that may be something that has to come into the realization, or it could just be that he's just not a good fit in New England. That it that their style of offense doesn't suit his game, and that's probably more of what it is. But there is a chance that Cam isn't Cam anymore, and we may have to come to the realization of this. Now, Denver, they're they're four and eight, but they're a tough four and eight. I mean, for them to make this a game against. Pretty much the best team in the NFL. I mean, I know that the Steelers were were eleven and and zero until they until they lost uh, to the Skins. The Chiefs are the best team in the league, and I mean that that's just how it is. They yeah they lost to the Raiders, but that was that that was called just being lazy. <laughs> that 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 was called just. Um, you know, not not really. Well, just just allowing the other team to to bomb you to death, and the cornerbacks fell asleep. Uh, so that that was that game. But the Chiefs, the Chiefs, they got the playoff berth. But man, the Broncos made them work for it. So um, Broncos. But this was a this is a division matchup, and so um, of course they're going to play them hard. But I, I like I like Denver's I like Denver's heart. Like they're they're in these games, they're playing hard, and you know I think next year if they get a couple weapons, uh, they actually may have a better record and and things might be a little different for them. So that's that's what's cool about that. Now uh, Buffalo they took care of business against San Francisco. Um, they they they're staying relevant. They're staying hot. Um, they're they're doing everything that they need to do. Uh, they're going to make the playoffs. They're leading in that division, uh, you know, for probably the first time in a long time since uh, since Brady and, and, and Belichick aren't a team anymore in New England. And now it's Buffalo's time to seize that division because the Jets, the Jets aren't doing it. <laughs> but Miami is in there. It's like when you look at Miami, Miami – I don't know how they're winning these games. I mean, I just, I don't, I don't know how they're eight and four. They're just, they don't, I don't know who, what it is that they're doing, but 
it's it's cool. It's cool to see. And Tua's in there. Tua's balling. And for all this bench Tua talk, I mean, I don't understand what that's about. I think Tua's doing a, a pretty good job. I think he's he's really um he's really, you know, controlling things well. So I don't have a problem with Tua being in. I think he gives them a breath of fresh air. And now they're eight and four. And I think there's there's probably um room for for Miami to steal a playoff spot if they continue to to play well. There's 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 a chance for them to to really sneak in into the playoffs. Um I feel bad for the Bengals, but I mean it's just it's a tough season for them. Now Jacksonville, Minnesota, both teams aren't really going anywhere. Um, but again, you look at Jacksonville, they're one and eleven, but they're playing hard. They're, <laughs> they're playing hard. They almost beat the Browns last week, uh, which made me so mad. I'm like, why are you struggling against the Browns? So you, it's like, I mean, why are you struggling against the Jaguars? Come on, Cleveland. It's like you expect people to take you seriously. You can't struggle against Jacksonville. But Minnesota struggled against Jacksonville too. I mean, it could just be that Jacksonville just has just has bad luck this year. I think that that's just what it comes down to. They just got bad luck. <laughs> Sometimes certain seasons is just not your season, and it's it's not their season. It is, it is definitely not the Jet season. They they lose to the Raiders by three. I mean that that was a competitive game. Uh, that was a game that they were hoping to win. I mean, and they they rallied in the in the fourth quarter. They hit, they scored fifteen points on the Raiders, but it just it wasn't enough. And so now they fall to zero and twelve. And like I said in the previous podcast, like now teams are looking at oh we got the Jets, we're not they not getting their first win on us. <laughs> <laughs> they expected teams to lay low. No, teams are gonna be playing hard. You are not gonna get your W at our expense. Because I mean, that's how the that's how it was with the Lions. That's how it was with the Browns. Uh, you know, Browns are coming to town. They would play them super hard. I was like, nope, you're not. You're not winning on us. You're gonna take this over 16 season, and <laughs> I, I think it's the Jets' turn. <laughs> and 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 when they go over 16. Just like other own sixteen teams, you got a clean house. You got to get rid of everybody, and you got to start over from scratch and say, "Okay, who are we?" Because if we can't win a game, then we we got to change our whole identity. Like we got to change uh, what we're what our system is. We got to change a lot of stuff. We got to get rid of. We got to get rid of a lot of guys. We got to rid of. It's from the top down. So. After this season is over, they're really going to have some uh, some hardcore decisions and, and choices to make. And, and then finally, Indianapolis they they took out uh, the Texans, and now so now Indy's eight and four. And so when you look at uh, the the standings, I mean it's it's pretty tight in a couple in a couple. There's some races, so you got a two team race in the AOC South with Tennessee and Indianapolis. Uh, they have both have an eight and four record, and in the NFC, I mean in the AOC North, you kind of got a you got a three. It, it's it's competitive. So Baltimore, I don't think Baltimore is out of it. They're seven and five. They beat Cleveland 
this week, uh, this upcoming week, they'll be eight and five. They'll be right back in it. I mean, the Browns will be nine and four. They, I think they're they're in it, and of course, Pittsburgh is number one. And so that AOC North is pretty competitive right now. And then when you uh, look at the AOC West, I mean, the, the Chiefs is already clinched. I don't think the Raiders are going to get a wild card. I, I think they're going to be on the outside looking in uh, just because I don't think they have enough to get over the hump. But uh, they're the only other team doing some things there. And then when you look at the AOC East, I mean, you got Buffalo and Miami there. My, Buffalo's 9-3. and three, Miami's 8-4. and four. Miami's on Buffalo's heels. And so if, if uh, Buffalo loses and Miami wins – now you got a tie. Well, yeah, now you got a tie going in the AFC East, and so, and New England, they they kind of have an outside chance at six and six. I mean, if they would have to win out at this point, but if they can win out, they might they might sneak away in with a wild card. But I think I think it's still a lot of things have to go right for them to get in there. And so, but then again, we shift to the NFC. Washington is five and seven. Giants are five and seven. Uh, Phillies three and eight. Dallas is three and nine. I want to say you can cross Philly and Dallas off because I just don't. I think that they're kind of too far gone at this point. But Washington and 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 New York, their Giants are number one. Washington's number two. Even though they have the same record, that's going to get. Uh, even more competitive uh, as the as the season winds down, and I think these these next three yeah like these next three games are really going to matter. They're going to make a difference. So that's that. And then uh, we go to the NFC West. It's still pretty competitive. I mean, Rams and Seattle are are tied at eight and four. Arizona six and six. Even San Francisco, I mean, I don't think they're gonna make San Francisco gonna make it, but they're they're not they're they're not terrible. Um, <laughs> but then Green Bay, I think Green Bay far and away has got has taken uh, the the NFC North. It hasn't been called yet, but nobody's catching them at nine and three. Minnesota isn't that good, um, and Chicago and Detroit just they aren't good. They aren't playing well this uh, this year anyway. Um, and then we look at the NFC South. New Orleans, uh, they've already clinched at ten and two, but uh, Tampa, they've got. I think they've got a, a, a outside to moderate chance to to get a wild card berth, um, but they've got to win. I think they have to win out if they want to get into the playoffs. Like they can't lose any more games. If they lose another game, I think they're going to be out. Um, and so that's that's kind of like the the look at where things are from a um, standing you know, standpoint for in both conferences. And so now the thing that's cool is if the playoffs started today, the, the, uh, the ones that would, the, the leaders of the division for the AOC, uh, Pittsburgh would be, uh, the, would get the buy Kansas city. would get the buy Buffalo. would get a buy in Tennessee. We get a buy. And then, um, from a wild card perspective, Cleveland would have a wild card. Miami would have a wild card and Indy would have a wild card. And so then everybody else uh, would be uh, in the hunt per se. 
<laughs> so, um, yeah, when you look at who all would be in the hunt, um, you got Vegas and Baltimore. They're, they will currently be kind of like in the hunt a little bit. And then uh, New England. I think New England would be, yeah, New England at 6-6. Six and six, That puts them in the hunt. And so those would be the teams that would be kind of on the outside looking in, uh, but close to something. And so uh, things can change uh, within the next couple of weeks. But right now, it's a good look to see Cleveland with the opportunity to have a wild card berth. And then when you shift to the NFC, if the playoffs started, uh, New Orleans would be in. They'd, you know, they have a bye. They'd have a bye. Green Bay would have a bye. The Rams would have a bye, which is, again, they're just a bizarro team this year. And <laughs> and the Giants would have a bye, um, which would make things interesting because, again, when the Giants make the playoffs, it's just they, they turn into a different team. So, That'll be interesting to see. And then from a wild card standpoint, Seattle, Tampa, and Minnesota would have a wild card berth. And then you'd have uh you'd have um uh, I guess Arizona, Chicago, and Detroit, um, Seattle and Washington as teams that would be in the hunt. When you look at the standings, it just doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like the NFC is all that great. This year, it seems like the AFC far and away is just better than the NFC. When you look at the red, there's a lot more five and sevens and four and eights and and uh, then, you know, Philly and Dallas, uh, you know, three and eight, three and nine. Wow. Dallas is the worst team in the NFC this year. That's not good. Look at that. They're three and nine. They're the worst team in their in their conference this year. And so. That's crazy, but then of course in the AFC, Jacksonville's one. Uh, no, no, in the in, in the AFC, the the worst team in the league, just period, is the New York Jets at zero and twelve. So when you the AFC has worse uh, trailing records at the bottom, but I mean the NFC, when you look at the kind of like the the bottom nine teams and they're just not good. So that's a snapshot of, of what things will look like playoff wise. We'll be right back with NFL talk and boxing. Hey everybody, Damon here. I've written many books and one is a children's book called watch your temper. We all get angry when things don't go our way, but how we handle it, is what really matters. When Brandon and Trick get into a squabble, the dad teaches them an important lesson about what happens when anger goes unchecked. If you want to read this book to your kids, if you want to acquire this book, go to smithbooks77.square.site, pick it up, read it to your little ones, teach them about how to handle anger the right way and not the wrong way. Looking for a one-stop shop for music, movies, and television? Then look no further than Music Time. Music Time is a 24-7 live TV and streaming network. They are a platform uh, that also features live 
music concerts, as well as a, a growing movie archive. The TV network features movies, reality TV shows, hip hop, news, documentaries, and more. And so what you want to do is check them out because they're a revolutionary streaming service that really tries to reach out to the global media community. They're only going to get better. They're only going to keep growing. They're going to continue to increase content. So they just started out. Their kickoff was the fall of this year. So join in, sign up, and be a part of one of the biggest growing platforms on the planet, Music Time. Want to sign up? Go to www.ppvmuzictyme.com. It's time for music. All right, welcome back. Welcome back. So now we're talking NBA. Uh, the preseason is getting ready to start soon. So uh, the, the action starts on this upcoming Friday, December 11th. And uh, we got we got some games. So about, about five games are going to be played uh, this upcoming Friday. Lakers and Clippers and Knicks, Pistons, Magic Hawks, uh, Rockets versus the Bulls and Kings versus the Blazers. Um, so we, we've got a, a nice... A nice smattering of NBA. So now you see uh, all the sports uh, converging now. Now we go back to the NBA. And so uh, that that's pretty cool. But, I mean, a lot of the talk uh, has been around James Harden. I mean, where is he going to go? Are they gonna, Are the Rockets going to, to keep him? Are they going to trade him? Um, he's not doing himself any favors. I mean, the dude, dude didn't show up to training camp. He's out partying. He's doing whatever he wants to do. It's just, it's not a good look for him or the organization. Um, and it's kind of like, yes, you're getting a trans, a transit, like a a revolutionary player in James Harden if you trade him, but there are drawbacks to getting James Harden. And so, I guess the the talk has been him going potentially going to Philly. And I just, again, if you're going to trade James Harden, I don't see how you don't give up Embiid or Ben Simmons to get James Harden. Like he's just, you, one of those guys is going to have to be traded. And I personally think it's probably going to be, um, I think it was it's gonna be uh, Joel Embiid. I, I think you, I think you deal Embiid uh, before you deal Ben Simmons, and I think mainly because I think Ben Simmons and James Harden could could play uh, better together um, than a than Embiid and and James Harden because again Ben Simmons I think he can he can kind of be a a, a second. They, they, it's like he can he can really play be a supportive second um, to James Harden and kind of provide like the be the pippin to to uh, James Harden is, if you want to put him in the Jordan role versus Embiid where I just think that they would they would clash more I don't know if their if their games would mesh uh, well because again he needs to ball just as much as James Harden does so and, and I don't think you would. Ben Simmons needs the ball 
as much as James Harden. I mean, as much as uh as Embiid does. So I think it, if you're gonna deal one of them, you probably got to deal Embiid to the Rockets. But that would change the Rockets' um, persona, you know, in a sense. So they would have to adapt to a new type of play. But I think if they get a a particularly uh, good piece, then they would they will look good. So. So you you got that going on, and um, and then I guess Westbrook he's on the Washington, uh, the the Washington Wizards now. There's a, that big trade. So Westbrook was traded for uh, John Wall, and I mean that's, I guess the Rockets really liked John Wall, and and they you know they went forward with that trade. I think that the uh, the trade is better for Wall, um, I guess from a from a competition standpoint, but from a just a uh, fresh start standpoint, I think it's good for for West, for Russell Westbrook because now he's the main attraction again, which is what he wants. Um, and he might him and Br- and Bradley Beal uh, might make a good one-two punch. So we, we get to see how that works out. I mean, of course, the Lakers they. I think they they won the off season in terms of acquisitions, but again, everything looks good on paper until you have to see it in the actual game. So we'll we'll see how how things work out because nobody's going to be playing really hard for a while. Um, yeah, there. I know people. Are, I know the league is trying to cut down on. Um, I guess. League's trying to cut down on game management per se, but I think usage uh, is going to be a a uh, something that they work around. It's like okay, if we if we can't rest, if we can't not play on these games, then the usage will be uh, certainly cut in half because you want to save everybody uh, for the playoffs. So I think that that's what we're going to be uh, looking at. And I mean, there and there was this talk over, uh, over uh, Kyrie uh, potentially, you know, I guess hurting LeBron's feelings a little bit uh, by saying that he wasn't clutch and whatnot. But you know, it, it's it's okay. <laughs> I think he'll be all right. I, I don't think LeBron uh, is super affected by it. It's like, like you said, he wasn't like hurt. Or like super hurt, but it was just like man, okay. But now Kyrie's back. He's got KD. Now all the, Kyrie's got to show and prove. He doesn't want to talk to the media, as that's what's been reported, and in which I agree. I mean, he doesn't. He shouldn't have to to talk to the media if he doesn't want to. But uh, I guess in the words of Stephen A. Smith. There are probably consequences that that should come with that because the media is is a part of, um, you know, just being a professional athlete. You have to have a relationship with the media It's par for the course. It's 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 part of what you sign up for. Um, And and it's it's the it's the media can be your friend or it can be a foe and. I guess that's one of the hard things about really being just in a public eye in general. You have to deal with the media. If you're in a public eye in any sense of the word, uh, the media 
can help you or the media can hurt you. And it's better to let to, to for the media to help you. And I'm not saying that the media doesn't doesn't uh line step a lot because they do, because they don't care about privacy. Um and they they will, you know, be invasive and sometimes ask questions that aren't fair and 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 all that jazz. But you need the media uh to promote what you're what you're trying to promote and drive revenue and dollars and whatnot. So for Kyrie to say, hey, I'm not doing the media, I mean, I think it it may only it may hurt him more than help him, but I mean if it helps then hey. And if we get to see peak Kyrie, if we get to see focus, uh concentrated, stellar championship Kyrie, then that's what matters. But if we gonna get more of the same, uh, like we saw uh, when he it, when he played in in Brooklyn um, last year, then it's it's just gonna be a lot of a lot of smoke uh, that he again that he would be blowing uh, you know into you know up and you know to everybody that is a fan of him, and so it would be a disappointment, especially if you got Kevin Durant and you know so. I'm expecting a much better Kyrie because I think he has to be, and he's got a him and Kyrie and a KD. They have to know that they have a major opportunity. Um, they can they can make the NBA Finals. They're favored to make the NBA Finals because they have Kevin Durant on the team alone. So and they've got a nice squad. So they they have to. They have to play their best basketball, and so because it's not like they don't have competition. Uh, Miami, you know, they got they want to go back to the NBA Finals. Uh, the The Bucks want to taste the NBA Finals. Uh, Toronto is right there. Uh, you know, again, Ru- Russ is going to try to to will the the Wizards <laughs> into into a position. So it's you you, you he they've got competition, but. By all rights, Brooklyn, they're they're the favorites of in the East uh, to go to the finals. So, is is their opportunity to lose? But uh, that that's kind of NBA right now. So in the the regular season is going to start December twenty second. So that's going to be fun to watch. Now, my Ohio State Buckeyes are going college football real quick. They. They they're not playing the game against Michigan, and I actually think that they uh that for all intents and purposes, Harbaugh is saved <laughs> from having to take another L uh, to Ohio State. Uh, but Harbaugh's got I think bigger fish to fry. I think this is the last we see of Harbaugh uh, in in uh Michigan because he's just he's been he's been abysmal. It hasn't worked out. Um he he hasn't beaten Ohio State and because I and I just think that his his system just hasn't worked for Michigan. It's like the nostalgia of of Harbaugh has has worn off and he can't generate any wins. He can't generate results. So it's time to I think to let him go and and let him go because I, I th- also think that uh you know he would he would feel much better if he was in the NFL. I mean he he had a shot he wanted to coach his alma mater and he got to do that and he generated a lot of buzz, 
but it just it it didn't work out for him. So <laughs> so uh I think uh this will be the last we see a Harbaugh Michigan. Now if he comes back, I'll be surprised, but um I actually think it, it'll probably be better if he takes a bow and 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 heads back to the NFL. But uh Ohio State uh, because they changed the rule uh, in terms of the eligibility to make the playoffs, uh, Ohio State clinches the uh, the East, like the Big Ten East. So they get to play. Um, they get to play um, Northwestern for the Big Ten championship. So that's pretty cool. I'm happy for my Ohio State Buckeyes. Um, it's just been a rough season. <laughs> rough season for everybody uh, dealing with the COVID uh, situation. So uh, that's that's what's weird just about this season in general. Um, and then I'm uh, going to close this podcast out talking a little bit of boxing. And so Errol Spence, he, he took care of business against Danny Garcia. Um, I knew that's how it would go. I really did. Um, it's like, I, I didn't, I didn't, uh, foresee really, um, too many chance, too many, uh, opportunities where Danny Garcia, uh, could have won this fight again, because when you look at talent and skill, Spence is the better boxer. He's just, he's the better boxer. I mean, Garcia, again, I think Garcia has, has heart. Um, he's got toughness and he can box, but in terms of skill and accuracy and power, Spence has all of those other tools. Um, and Garcia was just in over his head and, and Spence put on a boxing clinic and that was, that was pretty much the, the, um, the, that that was pretty much the result. Like, I mean, Spence, he just, he handled him. He was never in any trouble, never in any serious trouble. And so, um, I guess my question was, it's like, how is Danny Garcia getting these title fights? I'm like, he, he hasn't won a meaningful fight. Um, and a, like he, he lost to, he, he lost to, uh, I want to say, who was it? Uh, I think it was Porter. He lost to Porter. He lost to Thurman. Um, and now he's lost. It's like, who keeps giving him these title fights? Like, when has he earned it? I just, I don't feel like he's earned these these title fights. So, but that that's my opinion. I, I mean, not saying I don't like Danny Garcia. I think Danny Garcia is a good boxer. I just think in terms of the the champions, like the champions, you know, and, and the competition, he's not on the level of a Spence or or Thurman or uh, or Crawford. He just he's not or Pacquiao. Like they're in that welterweight division, those are the tops. And so, I just I think Danny Garcia will always be uh, one of those fighters on the outside looking in close to the top, but there's just a certain level that he cannot get to because of the monsters that you have in the welterweight division. So 
And with with Spence, you know, coming back, it was just great to see him back in the ring because, um, you know, we not we, we there could have been a chance where we would never got to see Errol Spence do anything because he would have been gone from us uh, because of that terrible car crash that he had. So for him to come back and put on a boxing clinic like he did, Spence is supposed to be alive. <laughs> Spence is supposed to be gone because when you look at what happened with that Ferrari, uh, Spence is supposed to be out of here, and uh, it's and I know he's a, I know he's a believer, and so you know he he definitely has to know that he got a second chance. He got out of there uh, without really any real damage at all, so you you gotta. I, I gotta uh you know give my give my uh, props to him. I'm really happy that he was able to, you know, to take down uh, Danny Garcia and make it look easy. But now he gets to now he gets to 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 challenge. I think the best. Like I mean, to me, Spence versus Crawford has to happen now. That's the fight that people want to see. That's the fight that people want to see. People don't want to see either him or Crawford or him and Thurman or him and Pacquiao like nobody else wants to see him fight anybody else but those three and it's time to prove it um, there's been so much talk of Spence being you know and Crawford being uh, the pound for pound uh, you know best in boxing now we got to see who's the real pound for pound who's the better boxer and I think it's a fight that has to get made I don't know how it gets made but it has to get made. And I know Crawford is like, man, you know, like they got to come to see me. But he's just not for him to be. I think for him to be the best fighter among the the welterweights, he just he doesn't have notoriety. And so that that's what I think is making this so tough is he just doesn't have the 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 notoriety that Spence would have, even if I think he's slightly better than Spence. So hopefully Crawford is going to be Spence's next opponent, but uh, the way the boxing, uh, the boxing world goes and the politics involved, it could be a while before we see the fight. So that is that. Uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. That's DLS Central uh, for this week. Uh, join us next week. Uh, if not, uh, usually we record on on Tuesdays, but uh, lately I've been recording on Wednesdays. But whenever it drops, catch, check it, like, share, subscribe, uh, support, <laughs> and, and uh, just continue to listen. Give me your feedback. Uh, let me know that you're enjoying the show. Uh, if you have opinions or or anything, you know, hit me up on Twitter, hit me up on Instagram, uh, and I'll I'll respond. And just remember that you know the Lord loves you. Uh, Jesus died for you so that you might live, and that belief in Him will give you eternal life. And so, with that being said, be safe, wear a mask, be smart, be sensible, uh, don't do anything illicit, immoral or um, illegal and talk to you next week. Peace.